0: Welcome to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast, your home for all things Balter Wanderers, up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast.
1: Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast, episode 77. We are back with you once again. This time, we're back on another Wednesday evening. The fixtures are coming thick and fast, but uh, it's uh, this time on the back of a, a relatively disappointing, very disappointing, <laughs> relatively <unbelievably laughs> disappointing, however you want to <laughs> phrase it, um, loss against those locked down the road in Wigan Athletic. Uh, don't even know where to start with this one, so it only feels right to just kick off with our... Post-match reactions, really.
2: Well, I want to start by saying good evening to everyone in the chat. Straight away, it's quite busy. Um, Jack, Suchi, Josh, Chris, Jim, evening to you all. Um, Yeah, I thought that was the right thing to do, because obviously considering yesterday's Shambolic performance. It only seems right to say thank you to the people that are taking their evening up to have a little, uh, have a little bit of a whinge with us. Um, yeah. maybe worth before we get into our post match reactions, Ben, referring to Sushi's comment. Um, I, I don't know how much of this pod I can take. Brilliant, what a start! Yeah. Uh, nothing against you guys, I just don't have this patience for any one, any more wondrous stuff. Ben, over it's, to you, uh... boss.
1: <laughs> So it's a good point, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I didn't really want to do it tonight either, never mind sit and listen to it. So fair play to all of you that have come in and uh, choosing to spend your Wednesday evening with us. We, uh, we massively appreciate it. We won't keep you all for too long. We'll try and keep it short and sweet. There's yeah. not much to elaborate on. So but yeah, thank you all very much for for choosing to spend your Wednesday with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, ben, you're uh, oh, uh lucky Ben. Oh God, you can you can fire us off. What, what did you make of the game last night, mate? Did you enjoy it? Oh, it was great, wasn't it?
0: No, it was. I can't remember walking away from a game as disappointed as that for a long time. To be honest, I know we've been battered over the last few years, whatever. But just thought we get more of a reaction from Saturday and yeah, I mean, I watched back the first half before because I was literally second row. I could, I could hardly see a thing first half. Uh, so I watched back the first half before and it's what everyone's been saying. We, were, we dominated the ball. We had a couple of like half chances, but not really do much with it. And it got to half time and I was thinking, look, this is better than I thought it would have been because it's usually there in our faces straight away in the three 0 up at half time. So, I thought half time, regroup, get a bit more energy into it, and we'd better second half, but it just kind of, kind of dragged into nothing. And then they had a three-minute period where they had three good chances. Better chances than we had deeded all game. And that was it. And again, after 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 their goal, I thought it'd rally us a bit and get us a bit more up for it, but we just even the four minutes went up, I just kind of never... It's not been many times over the last few years where it's got to the last few minutes and we need a goal, and I, and I thought, yeah, we're just not going to score here. But, yeah, I just couldn't... Yeah, it was bad.
1: Yes, it was indeed. Uh, Chris's point actually sums it up really quite well. Uh, he says, there seems to be a confusion between controlling a game and possession, which is... A, a really really good point you know in terms of the possession we absolutely dominated the game but but did we control it i think we controlled the, the, well, yeah. the flow of the I game but it's it's difficult to say you control the game when both teams were very much still in it right up until you know even the final whistle it, it could have gone either way so i think I mean, yeah I, i'm a, i'm in the same boat as for that one in Fair terms enough.
0: of controlling, they were they were sat in happy to sit and defend us all game. So they were kind of in control because we didn't really... There was a couple of times in the first half where they were a bit higher and we played a few balls in behind. There was one to Magoma where he probably should have done better. There was one to Dacus Cogley, one to Collins. They kind of just broke down. But apart from that, yeah, they, they were in control, especially second half because they just sat back and... And were happy to let us play it around. They weren't too fussed about picking the ball off us. And then when they did, they broke forward and made a couple of chances. I mean, that's the tweet it, it I, I last night, and it was just disappointing because, especially that first half, the, I, don't, I can't remember seeing much worse teams against us this season. Mm. In terms of they came, they weren't even bothered about winning yesterday. No. They literally had they had two, two, three minutes in the game where they went forward, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: it, it was. Almost remarkably similar to when we went to Cheltenham, apart yeah. from the fact that we found the back of the net, the way that sort of Wigan was set up and the way that we were playing was so so similar to that at, at Cheltenham. There was just no end product there. Colin, what did you uh, what did you make of the game? Uh, well, without
2: <clears throat> stating the obvious, I think there's a few people in the chat who've mentioned. A particular four-letter word or name in Dion. We we when he went when he went in when he went injured when he got injured should I say? I was. Now, regardless of how little he was contributing from a goal perspective, I dreaded the fact that we were going to be missing him for a short period of time because he's just so critical to us in so many ways not only from a goal-scoring perspective, as we know, he's, he's, he starts us He starts scoring, basically. We've obviously, Geth, when he came on the podcast, he, he reiterated that so much and how important Dion is. And I think we're, we're missing him hugely. Um, and I think if we'd have had him yesterday, a firing Dion would have put us 1-0 up, no doubt, in that first half. Um, but also, and, and again, without sounding obvious, we're missing Nathan Baxter's communication and 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 keeping contributions not necessarily just from a shot stopping perspective but his organization um of the back three or the back five is 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 blatantly obviously missing um it's no coincidence that gethin jones and and decals cogley the last two games have been very 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 below their standards um you know I'm very surprised, to be honest with you, that that both of them started last night because they were so poor against Blackpool. Um, I kind of figured that you know there might have been a bit of a rest or kind of a, a bit of a jig about maybe tactically. Uh, maybe I, I kind of thought that maybe maybe play right wing back and we could play Forrester right side of centre half. I know it's easy; to, every, everybody's got a degree in hindsight, haven't they? And it's yeah. easy to say, obviously afterwards, but it was quite disappointing that they both started on that right side because if you look back and <clears throat> ever think about the game. There were so many instances where the the the, the outlook, out, output from the right hand side was very minimal. Um, Geth wasn't making his overlapping runs. Decker's Cog looks sapped confidence, and everything having to, everything had to come down the left, which was putting an immense amount of pressure on 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 the young on the young left back, and he was well dead on his feet on the end, weren't he, At the end of it all, so um, yeah, I've, I've, it, it was shocking last night, and I'm really concerned for our season now to be honest with you um yeah i mean everybody else everybody has bad bad runs don't they and it's how you how you come out from it and we've still got plenty of time left but that could be that could be bad that last night yeah i'm an eternal optimist but i and i'm
0: i'm almost there with the concern for our season but we've we've been through bad runs under ever before and, and longer bad runs and he's turned it around. So I'm still, still absolutely I'm still holding out some hope that we can yeah. It's been floated around that we need probably eight eight wins out of the last 12 in it for the top two. I mean depend, obviously it obviously all depends what that All done results the results or the teams exactly. as well, doesn't it? You know. And it depends who we beat if we win at Barnsley beat Derby then that's three points they've not got anyway. That's yeah. But we we've, we've turned around bad form before and I still believe we can add People saying settling for playoffs already, and I'm not I'm not having
1: that.
2: No, I'm not on that. I'm not on that yeah. particular mindset either. But yeah. I, I, I would say, like you've just alluded to slightly, Ben, having to play Portsmouth at home and mm. still to go to a pretty inconsistent Derby side who are lacking really anything from a output, an offensive perspective, is mm-hmm. quite promising. I think we yeah. just need to start, sort this little dip in form out.
1: Indeed, it's been uh, a rocky ride. I think the last two games, and as you said, Colin, I do think that has definitely got the potential to to be a real turning point for our season, both yeah. on an upward curve but equally downward curve. Um, and the only people that will be responsible that well people with the largest part to play in that will be the players and, and of course, Everett. Chris has, uh, has summed it up there. There's uh, there's no more room for error or a bad run. It has to end now. Yeah, Certainly absolutely. That
2: way. I think what, what what I do want to do, and it's probably going to piss a f- well a few people off this, to be honest. Despite the fact that we were dominant last night in terms of possession and the controlling element of the game, you have to give credit to Wigan. They've done a number on us again. And it's easy to say that we were poor. We didn't have that clinical edge. We we were in that sense. We did have a lot of the ball, which is obviously a lot p- big part of our game. But you, if a team soaks up so much pressure like that, and having to defend so much and concentrate so much from a defensive perspective, and then still have the energy um, and the desire to you know, go and get a winning goal. It, it, you need to give them a little bit of, of credit for that, to be honest. Um, sorry if I've annoyed the 40-odd people that are watching live at the moment. I do apologise. But it's just my my opinion. I think it's easy yeah. to kind of get caught, caught up in it all and sometimes you've got to give credit to the opposition.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think exactly what you said before, I think, Another turning point for us will be Dion coming back. As you said, you know, he might not have been contributing much in terms of goals, but you just notice it so much when he's playing, he's pressing, you know, it it wins us set pieces, or the ball goes out of play for a throw in that's quite, you know, well in their half. There's things like that, that that we just miss. Yeah. That that intensity and that desire and that hunger up front just seems void completely without him. Um, but <laughs> fortunately, Ange isn't with us for this this uh, this next section, and I uh, really wish she was because, unfortunately, it means I'm going to have to do it. But next, of <laughs> course, we will have your fan man of the match. <laughs> Uh, certainly, I feel like there are very, very, very few contenders for this one. Um, I can think of, I think, maybe two names that, that could go into the hat. Um, Colin, do you want to fire us off?
2: Oh, God. Um, I thought Josh would good again, controlled the game did his best to try and create opportunities for us. Um, very little in terms of offensive output last night, both in the first half and the second. Just to add to that though, actually, before I go any further. And again, it's it's football. Every team gets them. But having Carlos Mendes Gomez go off injured, definitely disrupted our rhythm last night from an offensive perspective. Not to make excuses, because obviously we didn't win the game, but he's contributed, as we all know, massively recently uh, and he was just yeah. kind of clicking you could see it be it up front with uh John Daddy on on saturday i thought he's he, he played okay again against blackpool and also last night he was he was looking the part again obviously scored a couple of vital goals recently as well and it's just damn unlucky because i feel sorry for collins um he's he's just not got that <laughs> i'm gonna use the word again he's just not got that synergy yet with 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 us and it's clear to see that he's not on that right wavelength, but he's he's definitely going to have a contribution in, in the future. Um, but yeah, just to add to that, I know it's a man of the match segment, but it's um, it, it's necessary. Uh, but yeah, Sheen was all right. Pretty good in usual, usual class. Uh, I, I'd have to say Owen Toll, to be honest with you. I thought he was he was pretty impressive. Like, again, on, on, on the left side, weren't he of, of the back three? Um, not his kind of natural position, but always produces... A seven out of ten performance, and yeah, he was pretty good. And that was a strike and a half, was not it? I thought,
1: uh, would well, tell I you, I going, going in,
2: in. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I did think that would go. What was it thirty thirty five 30 35 yard out that, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, some yeah, strike and a half. That, yeah, um, it was one hell of a, but head. yeah, I thought he played pretty well in general, really. To be fair, um, he was probably one of the only ones that could have his head held high.
1: Yeah, there's uh, a couple of comments that have flown in firing for Toll. So, we've had Leanne, Leslie, uh, I think that's all, and select eye. He said it's just for that strike. Should have scored with the header, though. He, he should point. have
2: hit the target. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, Radix, with that, actually. He probably should have hit the target. Uh, Jack, I- with the Achilles, um, Jack Walker's put that Mendes Gomez out like, for twelve months. Um, I, I mean, unless it's been confirmed differently, but generally, I think the general around six months when you do your Achilles tendon. Um, obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I did a bit of a scan about it last night and read a few articles, and generally, it's around six months. But yeah, it might, that might be wrong. To be fair,
1: you just can't write it, can you? Just as he was finding his feet, it's. Uh... A, a, another blockade in his, his progression here at Wanderers. Ben, who gets you on the match about there?
0: Yeah, tough one. I've not really even thought about it before tonight. But um, Sheehan, yeah, was just normal Sheehan, really. There was a couple of passes that didn't come off that would usually come off, but that was kind of just the night, wasn't it? Toll, yeah. But I just have this gripe with Toll when he plays on the left that basically when... It, Whenever we're at our best, it's when we have the wing back, the outside centre half, and the midfielder linking up in triangles, making overloads on the on the wide uh, and yeah, wide. Yeah, yeah. And he struggles for that, doesn't he? A little, he's just not. He's just not that type of player. Yeah. So Abetta was continuously just on his own yesterday. Um, obviously, I mean Jones is up and down with it. Like sometimes he's brilliant, he's perfect for it. Sometimes he's just not. At it. Yesterday he wasn't. As, he wasn't at it. Um. Yeah. Well, I was. I think Obetta was probably our best attacking outlet. Outlet, yeah, yeah. Because he got yeah. the ball more than anyone, probably.
2: Well, that's what I alluded to before, Ben, when I said really? about the the imbalance of the fallbacks and
0: um,
2: yeah. the this thing like a confidence with uh, on our right side last night. It, it it was heavily heavily reliant upon him, weren't it?
0: Yeah, it was. It's, we seemed to play a lot down the right, and then. The space was there on the left to give to Og better, and it was kind of just give it to Og better and hope he does something because he was on his yeah. own of the own. It felt like that. And yeah, he put a couple of good crosses in. He crossed the one in for Toll's header. He had another one from a corner. He had the one in the last minute for that head. I think it was Toll again. Uh, and he obviously hit the post in it from that, from that one that one that hit near, near post where Tickle put it onto the post. Yeah, i probably. I'd probably just go up better, just to be different, to be honest. But, yeah, just because he looked the most likely to make something happen. But, yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. Fair, fair enough.
1: Yeah, uh, I think mine is, is Sheehan. Um, just because for him to be able to pull out that consistent performance that we know from him, despite you know, feeling like everything was 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 not going in our favour and for for everyone else around him to seemingly drop their standards for him to maintain I think was a, a good show of character and, and talent to be honest. So for me Sheehan gets it. And I think on the whole the, the chat is leaning towards uh Sheehan. Jim has gone for for Sheehan. BWFC 714 has also gone with him. Uh, David has gone for Sheehan, so has Kelly. Uh, as well as Laura um Jack has said you can usually work out who's the Madam latch as ever will have taken him off after 75 minutes uh, it's just annoying, wanted to touch yeah. on that because um, yeah. I was I must admit a, a little a, a lot confused when Joshi and Medway for for Cameron Jerome three quarters of the way through the game what did you make of it I mean it is really, really difficult to tell because only Everett will know where his players are at in terms of fitness levels and how close to that yeah, red zone ment- they are.
2: Mentally as well. Mentally as well. Exactly. Only Everett situation. and obviously the
1: players will know that. So, But yeah. for me, I was was a little confused to say the least. And I don't expect a justification from it after the game because it's his job. No. What did you make of it though? Colin, will go to you I... first. One, on, Colin. Oh, Ben... Go mm. on, fire away, Ben. You're, you're itching at the same. Go on, Ben. We always.
0: I always try and step away from it and take the emotion out of it, and think, hmm. why is it? Why is this guy come on? And why is this guy come off? The only explanation I think is Sheen's on nine yellow cards. He's got. Was last night the last game he had to escape it, or is it one
2: more on Saturday? No, I think he's he got one more close. on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: And at the end he got, of the he day, got hooked. He, he got hooked
2: against he... Whitepool as well, Ben. Boom, keep yeah. in mind, Shane. Do, you, do you give him another 10-15 minutes and hope he doesn't get booked? Or do
0: you take him off so you know you've got him for the rest of this, you know, you know you don't have to miss him for two games? It's a balancing act, isn't yeah. it? So and look, the amount of times people people shout to, to go three up top. I know if Jerome's our only option, is it worth it? But He's, he's done all right when he's come on recently, but maybe not to chase a game. It was one of them. We didn't have anything else on the bench, really. I guess he could have brought Morley on for Sheehan to keep the balance. I
2: but... think people were, people were probably, and I can't speak for everybody who were losing their heads. And I'm definitely with you, Ben, with regards to it's very important to try your best to remove yeah. the emotion You've away got from the situation, and work out
0: the thought process behind
2: it. I yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I mean, not everybody has that. That mindset, did they put? I think that's the way I go about it myself as well. Yeah. Um. But I think what people would have probably been craving would be to have probably gone maybe flat back four, possibly, or maybe yeah, even a three, maybe even a three and go for I it. You are
0: wingers though, because
2: Mendes Gomez had gone off. Yeah. Did you put Bob Larson out wide or had to
0: be Why, wide? I can't,
1: can't put Jerome out wide? I'll tell you that for free.
2: I mean, in terms of substitution itself, Ben, to answer your question, I think it's simple, really. I think Yon had already come on. Mm. Obviously, Collins had come on for um, for um, Mendes Gomez. And, and Jerome was our only o- only other attacking outlet. Um, and that, with the fact that, um, like, like Ben just said, that Sheehan is so close to that suspension, that's probably the reason why. Um, and not only that, he, he obviously felt that he's got the players who can play essentially and, and try and mm-hmm. still dictate the game, the likes of Thomason. And, and I think uh, Dempsey went more central when, when Josh went off. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's it wasn't ideal, but, you know, desperation and all that, I think.
1: Indeed. Um, we'll just we'll try and shift a little bit away from the negativity for just a couple of seconds. Um, and what we'll do is we'll hand over to our resident stat man, Callum, for his preview of our next fixture, Cambridge United. Again, seems to be playing them a lot. Um, no, that
2: is that is a, a must-win, isn't it? Another one. Oh yeah. There. Jeez <laughs>
1: Louise. Certainly is. Let's get stuck in.
3: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. And Cambridge are back. I mean, how many times have we played these in the last month? I feel like I've recorded this video four times, but anyway. Anyway, uh, let's forget about what happened the other day. Yeah, I mean, that was, you know, we move and this will be a PG uh, Statman preview because just because feel bad for swearing too much anyway. So let's hope it's not raining as much as last time you played Cambridge as well, because then we'll have to get the bloomin' the boats out. Yeah, poor pun, you probably don't even get it. Cambridge boat race, all that. Yeah, I had to get one in. I've not done one in a couple of weeks. Anyway, uh, Cambridge are 16th on 38 points, which was the same as last time you played them. Uh, it's still pretty crap. Uh, scored 30 goals from 36 SG, which is one XG more than they should have scored last time. They've not scored a goal since you played them which is only a good sign unless I've jinxed it, and if, if so, my bad. Uh, they average less than a goal a game now. It used to be a goal a game, but it's less than that, which makes them 19th in the league. And still concede 1.2 per game. Woo. Uh, vault will dominate the ball. I remember saying all this last time, and I'm sure you remember it as well. Uh, yeah, 12 clean sheets, which is pretty good, to be fair. Uh, they don't intercept the ball. They'll properly sit off. And this is something I do need to say, actually. Bolton needs to push up the pitch more. You'll see from the graph here, which is Bolton's control zone. I'm sure you, yeah. It took me a minute to get used to it as well. Basically, the purple is where you have loads of touches and they don't. The green is where they have loads of touches and you don't. And the gray is where you both have a lot. So you can see here that they've got, you have the ball, deep at the centre-backs basically and that is it and you you even let them have the ball wise too high up the pitch i mean that that is awful that is way too far they need to be a lot need to push them back when you've not got the ball and when you have the ball so if Cambridge aren't going to intercept and they're not going to press push on have the ball in the middle third at minimum i mean you should have about 10 maybe probably eight players in the final third most of the game if you, if you want to win, like you should, against Cambridge. Anyway, and you can see from Cambridge's thing here, I mean, it's a bit, actually looks better, which is a bit mental to me. But yeah, it does look better. Uh, you can see there's a little zone that you could exploit. And you can see that they like to come down the right wing, Bottoms left, so that battle will be interesting. But yeah. Uh, Push up the pitch, that would be my advice. Boys, get the ball, push it up by it, hold it, because they're not going to come to you and you can just keep moving forward. Uh, Danny Andrew's the best, probably the best player, said this last time. Expect long shots from him. He's got a long balls as well, one of the best crosses in the league, which is interesting because he plays left back and they actually favour the right. But, I mean, maybe they'll switch up this game because we know Bolton's right side has been a, a tad dodgy and it was definitely dodgy against Wigan that is all from me. Uh I'll uh, I'll stop with the bad puns and no more swearing as well. Uh yeah. See you in the next one.
1: Wonderful, as always, from our resident stat man Cal. Uh some interesting points raised in that. That heat map, I have to say. Uh we've not seen one of them before. He's uh constantly improving. And an interesting one, because it's something that we've Why all lot, noticed. we we, we definitely have a lot of the ball. It's just not really being in the right areas. Uh, that middle third has been a real letdown. Usually comes through Sheehan. He's the one that operates in that space. Uh, I think we need to get him a little bit higher up uh, and, and the back line to sort of operate where, where Sheehan would normally uh, and really, you know, open up some space in that final third uh, and get on them. Can I just,
2: just add to that? Sorry, Ben, just to add to that from... Uh an observation rep- perspective. Do you think, I mean, I'd be interested to know when that map has been from or, you know, when where he's pulled that together and from which, you know, which games he's been looking at, uh, be it the last game last night or, you know, maybe a combination of the last couple. Um, but do you think the fact that that is the case is due to the, the lack of confidence in the goalkeeper from a defensive perspective and not having that security of um, Baxter behind him, who's obviously a clearly more competent goalkeeper, uh, and, and they can rely on him um, more. What What are your thoughts on on that? Be good to get that people's opinions on on that in the chat as well.
1: It's difficult to tell because I'm not sure where that that heat map is from. If that's you know yeah. an average across the season, then it tells yeah. a story that irrespective of who's playing in net, there's a bit of an issue. Um, <laughs> It looked like that was from Wigan because you can see quite clearly there. Were, a lot came from the side that Ogbetter was on. He got, yeah, he was ran at quite a lot, Um
2: and he was running with so quite well, it well as well, wasn't
1: he? Exactly, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see or, or, or find out whether that was, you know, a season long, you know, average, or whether it was just the Wigan game. But I, I think do think there's, I do think there's a, well, yeah, think there's a, a lack barrier. of,
2: yeah, there's a lack of confidence with 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 the the backup goalkeeper.
1: I think Rico seems to have instilled that back a little bit, though. There were a lot of instances where Coleman received the ball and was you know, quite open and moved himself away from the centre of his box, perhaps to one side, to, to offer another lane for either of the centre-halves. I think Rico's brought some of that back, but it's still, it's not... You wouldn't expect it to be, but it's not, it's not think... where Baxter was, is it?
0: I think generally last night we were pretty good in the build-up from defence. We didn't have any
2: mm.
0: we didn't have any worries playing out. It was when we got to the final third, wasn't it? It we I mean, I, I would actually guess last night that the dominant zones would have been further up the pitch because we basically they basically camped on the edge of the box and we had the ball loads on the wings, we just didn't do much with it. Um mm. I have just looked for the season uh on the option list. I'm pretty sure that's where he got it from. Um we are we basically have it split up into six sections. And for the first four sections of the pitch, we're all green, we're all dominant, and both wings as well. So I'm guessing that's from the past few games where we've not been as dominant because, yeah, it is different. So, yeah, yeah, that's about that. But, yeah, I'm... I'm I was a bit worried last night because... We seem to have we've we've we talked about control before. I think most of this season we've had control over games up until sort of as we've mentioned before the Wickham Cheltenham home games where we kind of just battled through. That was that was neither control nor possession football, really. It was kind of we get the goals early and and hope we hope we see you through and we did. Whereas the last couple of weeks, especially Cambridge, the Charlton second half. The Blackpool first half a bit, even though I was a bit more into end, and then the first half last night was pure possession control, really.
2: Until until the yeah, until the final third, exactly. Yeah. And that's ultimately what it boils down to, what Paddy's just said, yeah. doesn't it really? We, we can talk about build up, we can talk about um apparent lack of confidence in in, in, in um in the backup in Cormann, the backup goalkeeper. But it's all about that final third, isn't it? And we're, yeah. like I said right at the beginning, we're missing Dion immensely.
1: Yeah. So, since you've just... I've just actually gone and had a look at the, the Optor Analyst website. Uh, and for anyone who is inclined to, to take a look at stats, to take a look at... um graphs and stuff like that there is some interesting stuff over there so it might be worth having a look if you are if you're that way inclined there is some good stuff on there that tells a little bit of a story um yeah what are we expecting from cambridge I, it's a similar swing game we'll keep it brief uh, i think everyone's under the same impression it needs to be three points ben what are you uh what are you hoping for not what are you expecting what are you hoping for what do you want to see
0: I mean, I'd, I would hope for the copy of the away game, really, and just hope one doesn't fly in off our centre half's foot and goes in in the first five minutes because the rest of the game mm-hmm. we dominated, really. And it wasn't until sort of the last five minutes where they had one half chance. I'd hope for that, really, again. And but stick away a couple more chances. We, we need obviously, we need to win, that's the most important thing. But we could do with a resounding. Statement win that we've not had for a bit mm. since since sort of Carlisle, really. Obviously, I take a one nil all day now, all day long now. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be yours. Seventy percent possession and an early goal would would make it so much easier. Obviously, but yeah, obviously, I'd hope, hope, hope for three points.
1: Colin, what are you hoping to see from the Wanderers?
2: I am hoping not necessarily to see anything from the Wanderers as in the players, but I look at us in in a similar sense, I guess, to what Ian Everts reiterated the last 24 hours. or So So, um, what am I expecting from Bolton Wanderers Football Club and its supporters is uh, everybody to be as one because I think after the last couple of results... There's no doubt in my mind that the the, the manager is a fabulous show manager. What yeah. he's done with us in a very short period of time is great. Yes, the football isn't for everybody, but it's very, very effective football. And we'll, we win, we've won a lot of football matches and scored a lot of goals because of it. So if you don't like it, tough titties, as they say, because it ain't going to change. And the gaffer's going absolutely nowhere. So what we need to do is we need to get behind them on Saturday to the best of our abilities and not expect them to come out all guns blazing and walk all over Cambridge, which we've all been guilty of in the past. And I'll certainly say I'm one of them people as well. But after the last two results, it's absolutely critical that we play our part on Saturday. Um, We do absolutely everything to um, give the lads a a massive boost because it's just as important that we do that than, than than they perform. Because they'll perform if we support them. And even last night, I, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really saying, I'm not really sure we got behind them as best as possibly could either. I think there yeah. was an element of expect, I think there's an element of expectation there last night because of the probably first half an hour when we were the we were the best team, um, which made that goal even worse than when we concede it conceded it. So that's
0: what okay. I'm hoping for. Um, can I just touch on the the style of play? I, I, I do think people get bogged down in it so much because, at the end of the day, if you're going to the match and we're scoring goals and we're winning, no one cares. Be
2: yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: When when we're at but when we're at our best, we're the best Bolton team I've seen by a mile in my twelve years of watching. Even the even the league one season where I mean I've only seen a couple of good seasons, so it's not hard to.
2: To be, but... I'm gonna say you two you two bends aren't yeah. really much aren't really the hard stick to that, are you to be honest? But yeah, we've not been spoiled,
0: but like we we are we, uh-huh. when, we, when we're at our best, we've seen it, we beat Exeter seven nil, we beat something six nil, we've won four nil yeah. at home about four or five times. Yeah, we yeah, we're amazing to watch. But when, when, we're, not when at our best,
3: we're not we're not we're yeah.
0: not great, but when we're not when we weren't at our best on the park it was horrible. When we're not when we, when when anyone's not at their best, it's bad to watch. It's, it's got nothing yeah. to do with the style of football, I don't think. At the end of the day, no. you play the style you think is the best, and he's gonna win and score as many goals as you can as you think.
2: And um, and more importantly, you play the style that suits your the players that you've got at your disposal yeah. as well. The yeah. lads that we've got are fine fine tuning in a way that they play that in that particular manner. They're not gonna start yeah. going direct into the channels to uh to a a a a, a, a who just isn't that type of forward.
1: Yeah. All of this segues absolutely perfectly into our next segment because I've got a couple of questions for you both. So we will head on over into Chris's fan zone, fan focus. We haven't got any questions that have come in before the episode. So if you have any topics, points of conversation that you want to bring to the table that you want us to discuss this evening then get them in the chat right now and we will head over into Chris's fan zone fan focus so the first one that i have for you um is on that style of play question that you we've just sort of touched on briefly right there now I, after sort of seeing some of the things on Twitter today, heavily criticising the way that we play, um, both you know towards the players, towards the manager, I wanted to ask both everyone in the chat and and both of you here, what do you think? I'm under the impression that the problem isn't with the style of play, as you've just explained there, Ben, beating teams four, five, six, seven nil against Exeter. Clearly shows that there isn't a there's there's no clear continuous issue with the way that we play. You know, the lapses of judgment and the the poor runs of form aren't for me a direct consequence of the way that we play. I think there's an issue with consistency in finding that good form, which there is. Every team in the world will have it. Um and that's probably quite, you know, emphasised in, in, in the lower division. So I don't think there's a, an issue with the style of play. I think it's more about consistency. What do you think, Ben? I just think the style
0: of play is what we play. We play possession football. We want to be attacking right. When we, when we don't win or when we don't play well, it's because little parts of that system haven't gone oh, right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah little yeah, parts yeah. of it. It's not... It's, if, if we're losing at half-time, we shouldn't just go, right, let's abandon what we do and lump it up to a big striker and hope that works. Because you stick to your style of play. You just hope that it, you just hope that you play better. Like, as I said before, we're, when we're at our best, Exeter at home was constant rotations out wide, get balls out wide, get balls into the box, get body into the box, and plays are there and yeah. finished. Last night, that wasn't happening. That's not because the style of play is rubbish or is boring. It it was boring last night because it wasn't working. But I get people saying, how can you not critique the style of play? But last night or throughout a season, teams have periods where they struggle. I mean, 80% of teams don't win as many games as the top 60, obviously. So there's going to be periods of the season where they go, God, the way we play is rubbish because you're not winning. At the end of the day, it's to. Win. I feel like I keep repeating myself, but we we could be playing a different style of play, and we'd still lose as many games this season. And did st- yeah, yeah, exactly. When when we do, when we're not playing well, we are playing too slow. But most of the time, we don't. It's it's not it's not ever isn't saying. Let's go and pass the ball. We don't care about creating the chances. We don't care about scoring. It's it. it he's not going out saying. Let's get our centre-backs to pass the ball as many times as we can. That's just a product of our style of play. And when it's not going well, it is slow. It is bad. But that happens with all styles of play. You have periods where it doesn't go well and it looks rubbish.
2: I think it's one of them things as well. I think because we've picked up two very, very, very poor results against our rival, if you want to call well, yeah, yeah. our biggest rivals, um so in both of them two sides that's why it's highlighted more and and, 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 and target and discussed more and and critiqued more because people are just pissed off basically yeah. I'm, i keep seeing everybody talking about last night but you know we, we've lost you know we've lost two games and we've lost games this season and there's never been people <laughs> complaining about the style of play previously um i think a lot of it is that emotion thing and you know, the fact that it is against them lot that we've lost again.
1: It's uh, it's an interesting point, this, because there's a lot of comments that have come in saying it's boring, it's slow. Get them up, get them and up, Ben. It is boring when we're
0: bad. But when we're not bad, it's amazing. Yeah. Exactly.
1: It's, that, that was exactly thing. my point. It's you know, you it's look it's at the bad. league table, you look at the league table and we've scored 60 goals, which is second only to Peterborough, who are one ahead of us.
2: Boring. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. is that
1: really boring? Is, you know, take a look at the season so far. Is beating Carlisle 4-1, was that a boring game? Leighton Orient winning at home to them 3-2, although the second half was a little bit, you know, in question. Was that a boring game? Was beating Exeter 7-0, was that a boring game? Wickham 4-2, was that a boring game? People people wouldn't have been saying it was boring
2: when we were winning 4-0 at Wembley, would they either? Exactly.
0: No. Like, look, I, against. I don't want to, to sound like a, a happy clapper, whatever, and say, "Look, it's all right. We'll get back to winning 3 every every week." But every every style of play is boring when it's bad. Yeah. There's that's that's just the point of it. We're not playing well at the minute. There's no getting away from that. We're not we're not good enough at the minute. But I think we will be better. And when we are better, the style of play is better than any style of player, in my opinion, anyway.
1: It's never
2: even discussed, is it? Then, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: it's yeah. It's one of those. And what it are people, people saying? Are... What
2: are people saying, then in the chat? Well, let's get people's comments up. Let's have a little look about what people are saying because I think people deserve deserve to have yeah the the voice and opinions um put on the screen. To be honest with you, mate.
1: There is uh, da, 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 let's find some. Jam has said you can find consistent with League One players if you just hoof it. Absolutely, anyone can do that. It doesn't make it effective though. Well,
0: um, you can, but then you look back to we didn't win every game on the Parkinson, did we? Obviously, we went no. up, but we lost so many. We lost a lot of games that season, more than we probably will this season. We finished the season on eighty six points. I think we'll end up with more than that this season. You can say you think it's consistent, but you don't win every week with it. Look at Steve Evans at Stevenage has done an unbelievable job. And when you check the results and they've won one nil, two nil again, you think, bloody hell! Wow, he's done. He's done amazing. But they've lost games. Obviously, they have. And when they've lost, it's horrible to watch. So is every style of play. You can't. There's no perfect style of play that you play, score five goals a game, and win every game because that's not how football works.
2: Unless you say, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even then, even then, they and lost it, the win Villa this
0: season, and had one and yeah. had two shots. I bet
2: that was horrible yeah.
0: to watch. And
2: the best team in the
0: world
1: by a mile. Yeah. So, it is
2: uh, what it is. It's an interesting one. Any any other comments?
1: Yes, we've had another one. Uh, Neil has said he's just more concerned with the defending. Uh, A has said we should be beating those teams. I'd be worried if we didn't, which um, we aren't right at the minute. That's why the questions need to be asked. Mark has said... Everett's style of play is great for us, but when we've been so starting a match, it'd be nice to not persist with it when it's not working, like persisting with Jerome when it's not working. Which leads me on to our second point. i really, really curious as to some of the, the, the signings that we've made in in recent times. If you look at Collins as the first example, Mendez Gomez as another, yep. Yep. possibly I'll even Randall Williams, do you it. think... Ever is preparing his yep. side to play that other way. Yep. Obviously, yep. if you look at the last couple of seasons, we've been completely devoid of any options that can play with a back five and a four. Do you yep. think Ever is, is ready in his players to get that second yep. system up and running? A
2: hundred percent. He, he, he's going ha- to have to because we can't go into the Championship playing the way we play because we'll get picked apart. We need not necessarily... A plan B, but like we said before, the plan A just needs to be a little bit better uh, and evolve a little bit. Um, so absolutely, definitely, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely planning on that. You can see it with the signings like you just alluded to, Ben. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. Collins is... I know he's
2: not been good for us, but he, he, last year he was... He only played four but... games, wasn't he? Like, you can't really
3: judge yeah, exactly, yeah. really a player based on
2: four substitute appearances, can you, or whatever it is, Ben? Yeah. But he was, last year, the best the best winger in the league.
0: Like, I know, some. some obviously, we've signed wingers in the past, like Sadlier and whatever, and they haven't fit into the style of play because we don't play with wingers. But I don't think we'd spend the most money we've spent in, what, 10 years on a guy that plays on the wing primarily and not look to be moving to that in the future. I, I just think, yeah, I think we're smarter than
2: that. <laughs> Yeah, just just to add, Jack, it's we're not generally discussing him as a, as a winger. We're looking, we're discussing uh, him as a as a forward and evolving him into yeah. to suit us and and give us a different dimension.
1: Someone who can operate as a front man when we play in the back yeah, five, probably, yeah. He dropped into the midfield last night as well, but also Thank someone you. that should we need to can play out wide if we need to switch up to a four. Um, which I think is probably the likely outcome. You look at some of the players that have come in; it, it, it seems to be. I, I may be way off the mark, but it seems to be that's what they're they're, they're preparing for. Um, and as Jack said, it's a big gamble, and it is a big gamble. But yeah. that's what football's about. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a it's a tough old business. You have to gamble if you uh, if you want to be around. successful.
2: It's not it's not a gamble when you buy, buy multi billionaires, is it? Hmm. <laughs> Chopping the ocean then, isn't it? <laughs> Easy, well, is
1: it? yeah. I should just go and sign Mbappe. I heard he's uh, looking at, he's leaving, looking at leaving, uh, oh. leaving Paris Saint-Germain, so maybe we should go and have a, a sniff around.
0: <laughs> Easy.
1: We've had uh, a- another question uh, come in that we'll use as as one of the final ones for this evening. Um. I have a question not related to the style of play. This is from Seventh Sun Vision. A lot of fans say if we aren't promoted this season, we will lose key players. What players do you think we'll lose? Uh, and a couple of other comments have come in about what players we think are championship quality. So, just a quick fire list uh, of the players in the current squad. If we Baxter. go, we'll
2: lose Baxter if we don't go. Question? Yeah. Think. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Go on carry, on, carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. Who do you think
1: could play in the championship? Same answer. <laughs> just back there. Just one.
2: No. Um, well, I mean, try and take the emotion out of it, like I, like me and Ben have said tonight already, um, and look at the bigger picture. There's a couple of players that I think are good enough for the championship. Um, I'd say a fully fit George Johnson has the capabilities to play at that level. Um, I'd say. George Thomas and the way he's evolving, will certainly yeah. play at the Championship as a minimum in his career. Um, Shane, obviously. The keeper, absolutely, definitely. And twice on Sunday. Um, and I'd say Santos in the in the right system and in, in, in the right team. Uh, and possibly Dion, maybe. Um, so there's a handful there. And there's maybe one or two I, I've forgotten about. But, uh, yeah, we'd lose Baxter, definitely, if we didn't get promoted. Because it'd be... Absolute no-brainer for a, a yeah. championship team to want to sign him.
1: Then, out of the current squad then, who do you think could play in, at the championship? We're not talking about, you know, top end of the championship. Who do you think is capable of putting in a six, seven out of ten performance in the championship?
0: I mean, not to be a cop-out, but I think it's, I think that's just very hard to answer because... I, I, as a general rule, I don't think there is much difference between sort of bottom end championship and top end of League Two in terms of pure player league quality.
2: League One,
0: League One, League One. I I'd even stretch it down because coaches make so much of a difference and a player in the right position in the right system can go from a, an all right League One player to a top championship player. You've seen it with Ipswich this season. They're, obviously, they've got they had a good squad for the champ to League One last season, but the levels McKenna's took them to. Not none of them players. That's the really, the really season, Any of them players were like, top championship players and they've the they've, third now, aren't they? And so it's yeah. one of them. I, I mean, I, I would, to give you names, I would go similar to you. Baxter, Santos, Johnston. as long as his recovery is fine. Uh, Sheehan, probably. I'd, I'd be a bit wary of Sheehan being a Barry Bannon, to be honest. Where... In a faster in a faster league, he might get caught out a bit. I don't know. He's younger though, isn't he? He's got more athleticism about him, but Sheehan, Thomason with his rate of his improvement, yeah. Yeah. Charles. I would say Collins, based on what I've seen at Bristol Rovers. Not um, maybe Menez Gomez as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say, but it's terms- tough to say, yeah. Terms- it's terms- all about the Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah maybe Baxter maybe Charles because he's been linked away but I don't think we I don't think we lose anyone easily without getting a decent sum of money for him and I think most of our better players are a bit on the older side and if you look traditionally you don't you don't get big offers for 27 North, 28 20, it's, yeah. one. it's it's sort of 20 25 down really so maybe Thomason, but I don't think he would want to leave uh, in terms of other young players, we've got Toll, Johnston. I think they'd be okay. Maybe Charles if a big offer comes in, but maybe Santos as well if a big offer comes in. But it'd have to be big.
1: I think the only, I think there's only a a couple certainties that I can think of, and that would be Alexis. Just just on one, <laughs> I think. Santos, I think, would be a definite. I, I can't see... It's a short career football, and he's, like we said, he's he's not young anymore, and I can't see him sticking around should an offer come in. I think that's probably one of the only certain ones. Baxter, I think it would be... It's a possibility, but I can't see him coming for a season and then leaving again. I think that'd just be a bit... I don't know. Anyone else that you'd add to that list? You two. No, I,
2: no, 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 I'm just going to just just dip into the comments. And I mean, end of the day, it's a podcast, this. We're all fans. We all pay our money and we're all entitled to our opinion. But I'm flabbergasted by the amount of people that's, that are slating Santos as a centre-half. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, prior to him coming back from injury this past last game against Blackpool and, and obviously last night, everyone was saying oh, how much we were missing him. Yeah. Then we lose two games. He gets sent off, and everyone, everyone seems to like think he's a load of crap. Just very surprising because for me, he's he's, a, he's so he's so good, so dominant. Yeah. Yeah. Distribution's fantastic. He reads the game very well. He's so big. He's big and strong and quick as well. I don't see why and how you get better than that for where we are currently as a football club. I see you. But, I mean.
0: It happens quite a lot when you when obviously we're fans we watch them every week and it's probably probably why I didn't pick him for man of the match because he probably was man of the match but I'm just used to him being that good all the time. Um, but you just kind of get used to used to how good someone is and you level how you think how good you think they've been that day compared to their average, which isn't really fair because Santos's average is like an eight out of ten, and whenever. Whenever I bring my mates to the match, that don't support Bolton or don't watch us all the time. Or whenever we're on TV and someone, there's a neutral watching, they go, Jesus, how good is Santos? Like, he's so obviously our best player. Like, I think we're just used to how good he is. And then, you know, the odd bad game he has, we go, oh, yeah, he's not being great today. But we ignore the six, seven, eight games before that where he's been eight, nine out of 10. I don't think you get better than
2: him in the League One. No, no.
1: No. there's uh, very few contenders that that come close to to winning league one i think Ronnie edwards at peterborough is probably yeah. one that that stands out for me but there aren't many i don't think that cash are, cash at cash cash yeah. yes.
2: derby it? Yeah.
1: yeah 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 absolutely um yeah it's saturday it's a, it's a big old game in it yeah very big indeed three Uh-oh. points is uh, an absolute must like i said for the wondrous. like
2: i said please and i mean just the chat has been off the chart tonight so thank you very much for everybody who's been getting involved yeah. and having your opinions it's all good stuff and it's all greatly appreciated um also the the the, the overall live viewers across all the platforms has been 50, 50 nearly 60 live people watching tonight um if you are watching this and you're going on Saturday, Please do everything you can to get behind them because it's really, it's really really important that we do because they're yeah. going to need us on Saturday because it's been a rough couple of games for them um, and we are critical to us getting a result on Saturday. So don't sit on your hands. Don't keep your gobs shut. Please don't boo. <laughs> whatever you do, if it's nil-nil at halftime or whatever, or even if we're losing, just get yeah, behind just them. At just
0: don't come. Just don't
2: come. <laughs> People are yeah. entitled to it, and but just try and not what? try not to because it just doesn't do yeah. any good.
1: Um, Yeah, but yeah. I mean, look, we we were all not happy with the performances. None of us have been happy with the way that things have gone in the last two games. Uh, you can look back further than that. You know, the Charlton game wasn't a great game. We didn't play particularly well. None of us are happy with losing games of football, but we're. Uh, It'd be no fun if we sat here and just told you all how rubbish it was, would it? I don't think we'd have many people tuning in. No, I
2: know but... we do. A, we don't. I know we do a podcast, Ben, and then obviously we're here to discuss Bolton. But Jim made a very good point early on, and I think he's trying to sum tonight's show up in a nutshell by saying this: pointless <laughs> chat because we're going up anyway. <laughs> That's the spirit. Thanks for that, Jim.
1: And on that bombshell, we will end this evening's episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hugely appreciate it. Take care, and until the next one, we will see you all very, very soon. Cheers, everybody. Good night. Thank you. Good night.